Right, so I'm here with uh, Fiona and Kath from Green Park School. So maybe to begin this, uh, if you could just give us a quick, uh, brief little teaching bio each to introduce yourselves. Okay, well, I'm Fiona and I've been teaching for about 11 years now. I'm currently in the Year 6 Syndicate um, of Green Park School. Cool. I'm Kath. Um, I've been teaching oh, for, oh, crikey, 20, 20 years, I guess it is. Um, a little bit on and off between having kids and things as well in there. Um, I teach a year four or five composite class. Okay, so uh, can you first of all uh, describe some assessment practices at your school? What does assessment look like at Green Park? Well, we have you know a few tests. We do the for reading. We do probe, running records. Um, we use ASTL for writing. Gloss is now optional for maths as we introduce PACT. We have a phase basic facts program. Um, we use observations, anecdotal notes. We're currently introducing a new spelling program too, the Joy Olcott um, program. There's a six-year survey for the little people and a five-year entry test. The little ones use the BERT reading test um, and alphabet and basic word testing, word writing, and also with our maths we have um, school-wide maths profiles. Alright, so sounds like quite a quite a range and does that differ in terms of which part of the school um, yes, the teachers in? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so out of that broad range, what do you find are the most useful forms of assessment for learning? For me personally, um, observations and anecdotal notes, um, you know, the information you gather from knowing your kids, from working with them every day. Tests, you know, help to support that, but for the children that aren't that don't enjoy testing or don't relate well to tests, then I find that my own observations are really valuable too. Yeah, and definitely some summative assessment, but sitting alongside um, your formative um, notes, etc., when you're making your OTJs is really important. Um, student and teacher self-assessment criteria, and we're going to be trying trying to work towards a little more, bit more of that as well. Um, and probably the only other thing was our moderation conversations and looking at evidence with packed maths, um, looking at a level up and then a level below within our syndicates. That's something we're going to be getting into. Okay, can you explain yeah. to me what a moderation conversation okay. is? So when we moderate, we get different examples of kids' work, so we could either do it within our syndicates or yeah. within um, like our syndicate and then a level down and a level up. So for me it would be, um, say, the year 4s, year 5s and the year 6s, and then we look at their work and we have a conversation about what the kids are doing to see if we're all on the same page, assessment-wise. Okay. Assessment -wise. okay. Um, so, again, you mentioned a wide range of assessment tools. How have you seen assessment practice change over to in your time here at Green Park? And maybe touch on sort of the, the potential for change um, yeah. with, with Pat coming in. I think we've got more of a, um, yeah, more, more sort of formative and a little bit less of the summative. Um, mm. Conversations are valued a lot more, aren't they? Yeah. And observations, um, like the moderation that, that mm. Keith was talking about, we didn't used to do that no. sort of stuff. So it's all a lot more less standardised and less precious sort of situations for the kids with testing. And we're allowed to look at the kids' evidence in their books. If they can do that um, on a certain day, then that, that's fine. You can take that as assessment evidence instead of ha them having to do it in those precious situations. And don't just rely on one test. Yeah, yeah multiple sources of evidence. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then how does all that assessment feed into your uh, reporting system and, and, and what do your school reports look like? And Do 
I'll talk about that. So, um, our, so what happens is um, we have two cycles of reporting, so mid-year and then end of year. Um, so once we've done our assessments, you know, throughout the year, then um, we use that data to inform our OTJs, and then that goes onto our, our reports. It just yeah. in terms of national standards, at above, below. Yeah, we do. Are we there have... other aspects of a yeah. child's learning so on the report? Yeah, so we also um, assess like the key competencies at that stage as well. Um, yeah, so with with our reporting, we've got sort of a dot system, um, like on a continuum, and so we just plot where the kids are. So mid year, and then at the end of the year, they have another dot, and you see their progression and how they've moved. Okay. And yeah. then all of that's discussed at parent teacher interviews when the kids come along and yeah, we talk about we sort of unpack it a little bit more than just yeah. being a dot. Okay. What their next steps are for their learning and things, and what what their parents can do to assist at home. Okay, can you maybe just touch on a bit more about um, assessing key competencies? Um, do you have some sort of formal process for that? Is it just teacher judgment? Is there some student voice? Yeah, no, we don't. We've only got teacher judgment. Mm -hmm. um, some some teachers ask their children for you know input on certain things to help um, help form because the kids tend to know themselves really really quite well, um, and that can be interesting. But for the most part, there's no formal process for it. Um, what about across the school? So given the range um, of kids that you teach from you know, new entrants to year sixes, uh, do you have, how do you ensure consistency both with, within a syndicate, uh, you already touched on moderation, is there anything mm -hmm. else, and then also across the school between the different year levels? Yeah, so with, that, with our writing, because we've been part of the all um, intervention with our writing teacher, we have done a little bit of whole school moderation with um, our writing. So we all come to the meeting with our examples of our work um, and well, actually, what do we do? Actually, we usually have one sample that we all do together, don't we? Mm, yeah. And then we moderate it and talk about, you know, why we put them in there and why we put them in here. Um, so we've been doing that for maybe the last, I don't know, three, three years. Three years. Yeah. And um, as a school, we do seem to be getting a little bit closer um, to having similar sort of results each time we get together. That's sort of the comment that's been made. Also having our writing specialist mm. coming in and working with us in class, you know, working alongside here, you start to know the language and you start to know the expectations of the levels as well. Um, so that's been really beneficial and the one person working mm. throughout the school. Um, so that's assisted that as well. Mm. With our maths, we have a maths profile um, with the intention of building on that so each teacher sort of as, as um, things are achieved they're added to this profile so then it's accessed on ETAP so the next teacher can access that easily yeah. for the following year. Yep. And with our reading like we've got whole school guidelines because with our assessment with reading we just use probe um, or running records um, and so we've got guidelines to show teachers what the child has to be doing in the reading test before they can be moved up to the following level um, with uh, I guess with accuracy mm. and um, comprehension skills as well yeah okay so you mentioned all so that advanced accelerated literacy learning yeah. uh, do you also do anything in terms of ALIM or um... we have had ALIM um, mm. we had a specialist maths teacher who I think the contract's just finished isn't it mm. um, but she was working with our target children um, she was pulling them out and doing small groups um, for some of the senior kids she actually found that it was it wasn't beneficial to pull them out, they wanted to be part of the class, so she'd actually come into class and then she'd either work with that group and sometimes she'd work with the whole class with you know with the teacher as well. Mm -hmm. So you had that support alongside as well. Okay. Uh, what about next steps in assessment at your school? And maybe could you just uh, describe a little bit of your uh, 
journey into mm. PACT and learning progressions? Yeah. Well, yeah. PACT would definitely be our next step. Um, mm. We're starting with maths, um, so that's quite exciting. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, we've just had a visit to Linmore as well, um, looking at trying to find practical ways to feedback to our staff to be able to actually implement it. We've had some PD at the moment, um, in a couple of days PD, sort of an overview of, um, of the PACT tool, but not a lot in terms of how to expressly implement in the mm. class and that's where teachers are saying help at the moment. Um, so I'm not aware of a, a long term plan yet on how exactly how long it's going to take us to, to implement or when we start on, on the next one. Um, but we'll also then be moving on to reading and writing. Reading being quite exciting because while we test on, you know, comprehension and um, and accuracy and things like that, the PAC tool looks at so many other aspects that perhaps we don't even teach mm. so it's going to be quite um, confronting in what we we do do in reading and what we're not doing so It's definitely going to yeah. highlight some areas that we um, yeah, need to be teaching that maybe we haven't been thinking about yeah definitely with reading Okay, yeah, so so why broad. why PACT? Maybe you've you got a bit of a background into why the schools um, looked at learning progressions and PACT it's come from teachers, it's come from admin, it just seemed yeah. to make sense for the school? Um, it's the... come from management, um, I think to go hand in hand with the yeah. progressions um, really and to come up with something that is consistent across the whole school as mm. well because it does start with the juniors and you know it feeds yeah. on. It's, um, so I think that would definitely mm. improve the consistency in our assessment. And I think our Miss teacher looked at PAC too and she thought it was going to be really, really great too, good for, for teaching and for um, assessment practices as well. Yeah. Okay, so maybe just to wrap up, um, any other practices or frameworks that you're, you're looking at investigating or, or PACT is just such a big... Um, yeah, it's quite huge, <laughs> so we'll get our heads around maths and then we'll move on to reading and writing. writing so, yeah. Yeah. so we, you know, like we, we're continuing on, continuing on with our ESTL for our writing um, and we do that twice a year um, and we're still going to be moderating. So I think we feel like we're probably doing all right with our writing because we've got, you know, like everyone sitting on the pa same page, we've got a lot more consistency. So, yeah, we're just looking forward to, um, yeah. Yeah, at this stage we're not dropping anything for no. PACT. We're just introducing Putting PACT it. and we'll reevaluate from there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Anything else? Any other comments about assessment at Green Park? No, fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, we're out. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time here uh, this morning, and uh, looking forward to hearing about how Pact and Learning Progressions gets implemented here at the school.